Thanks for listening to this message from Whitstable Community Church. To find out more, go to www.whitstablecommunity.church. Hello and welcome to this Discipleship Podcast. This podcast is part of our foundation series and falls under our value, Be Generous. And today we're going to be looking at the topic of giving. Now, I remember an advert a few years ago from Lloyds Bank that had couples or families sitting on sofas or around the kitchen table looking pretty uncomfortable and saying things like, oh, we don't like to talk about it or it's a touchy subject. And the advert was called the M word. And it was all about how people don't really like to talk about money. But interestingly, that's not the case when it comes to the Bible. The Bible is not shy when it comes to talking about money. And Jesus wasn't shy either. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21, Jesus warns against storing up treasures on earth that won't last and encourages us to store up treasures in heaven. This is because, he says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. And he concludes in verse 24 by warning that you cannot serve both God and money. What we can draw from what Jesus is saying here is that our attitude to money has a direct impact on our worship of God, on our devotion to Jesus. So it's really important that we learn to use our money to serve God rather than becoming servants to our money. One of the key ways that we can do this is through regular and generous giving. The principle of giving financially as an act of worship and an expression of commitment to the people of God is found in both the Old and the New Testament. In the Old Testament, in scriptures like Leviticus 27, verses 30 to 34, we find the law of the tithe, the giving of 10% of your produce to the Lord. And whilst we are no longer under the law, the New Testament continues the encouragement for God's people to set aside money to give as an offering. Two key passages of scripture that help us to understand the heart of giving are 2 Corinthians 8, 1 to 15, and 2 Corinthians 9, 8 to 15. Now, we're not going to read the whole thing now, but I would encourage you to do so. Instead, we're just going to pick out a few verses that give us some helpful principles of giving for us to aspire to. The first principle that we see in these passages is that our giving should be joyful. Now, perhaps joyful is not the first word that you think of when you think about giving. Perhaps for you, that would be like being joyful when your electricity bill comes out at the end of each month. But this is how Paul describes the Macedonian church in 2 Corinthians 8 verses 1 to 2. He says, We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. Now, I think that is a sit up and take notice verse. The church were extremely poor and suffering affliction, and yet they gave generously. How? Well, because their joy in God outstripped their physical poverty. Their joy in God outstripped their sense of material worth. They embodied what Paul goes on to instruct in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7, where he says, each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Paul is saying when it comes to giving, don't be reluctant. Don't be begrudging. Don't give with a grimace. Give cheerfully. Give joyfully. After all, as the Matt Redmond song Breathe says, when we give, all we do is give back to you, God, what always has been yours. 
The second principle that we see in these verses is that our giving should be faith-filled. We noticed how the Macedonians were in extreme poverty. And yet it goes on to say in verses 3 to 4 of 2 Corinthians 8, they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us, begging us earnestly for the favour of taking part in the relief of the saints. These weren't the types of people to shuffle in their seats awkwardly when the offering basket came around and pretend not to notice or pop out to the toilet. No, if they had missed the basket, they would have chased it down. They were desperate to give, even though they were poor. Why were they like this? Well, because they believed what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 10 to 11, that he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. They were able to give generously because they believed that God would provide. And why would he provide? Not so that they themselves would get rich. No, he would enrich them so that they could be all the more generous. So their generosity was fueled by a faith in God's faithfulness and in his provision. And finally, we see that our giving should be grace fueled. Giving is not a law to follow but a grace to walk in. In 2 Corinthians 8 verse 7, Paul says, But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also. He goes on to say that this generosity is a sign that your love is genuine. And it's a sign that you have truly grasped the grace of Jesus, that though he was rich, Yet for your sake, he became poor so that you, by his poverty, might become rich. Generous giving is the fruit of God's grace. It is the natural overflow of a heart that is grateful for the generosity of God in giving his son so that we might have new life. Here are some questions to think about. Number one, has this podcast changed your view or understanding of giving at all? Number two, how would you describe your current giving? Are you excelling in this act of grace? And number three, if not, what holds you back from generous giving? That's all for now. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.